This is the Business Briefcase Podcast, heard exclusively at loandesk.com.au. Hear business financing tips and interviews to grow your business. Okay, welcome to the Business Briefcase Podcast brought to you by loandesk.com.au. This is podcast number seven in the series and we're going to be discussing the topic, how to reinvent a bookkeeping business and grow it nationally. Um, today, I'm lucky, lucky enough to have with me uh, Noel Tiafino. He's the director and head of business development at My Accounts. Um, basically, Noel oversees the, the business development at My Accounts. Um, he's been with the company since 2007, and interestingly, he uh, has started psychology. So, thanks for joining me today, Noel. No problem. Thanks for having me. Great, Noel. So, I mean, <coughs> one of the, I guess the 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 thing, the perception in the industry has always been bookkeeping. You know, come on, it's it's not the most glamorous and exciting uh, topic you could ever imagine. Um, but somehow or other, my accounts has seemed to, I guess, change that perception. Yeah, well, from, from the start, so Simon also uh, started the company in about 2006. Mm. Um, it did start as a quality uh, thing initially. So he was at KPMG and, uh, and getting the accounting files from, from the small businesses that he mm. was dealing with. Uh, the quality was just just wasn't there, so right. it really did start off um, from a quality point of view. We wanted to start a bookkeeping company that was the best, that mm. just got got the files to the accountants and in a clean state that made sense and uh, you know that had notes and it was just professional. Yeah. So it really started uh, from there, and I guess uh, all the, the things that you would say progressive and all the things that have separated us have mm. have, al- have almost just come from the journey. And, and finding our identity and then pushing forward with that. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. So Simon is a registered accountant, isn't yep. he? Yeah, and he's an accountant that... That's right. Sort of, you know, sort of, I guess from an accountant's point of view, he's taken a different approach and he's gone into bookkeeping rather yep. than going completely down that accountant's path. And like you said, I'm guessing it's because he saw that... The that, gap, yeah. The yeah. gap or, or the need there. Yeah, well, that's, that's pretty interesting. And I mean, I mean one thing that... Um, I mean, we're going to go into all the facets that, you know, that change the way that, you, you know, you, the way that you guys do things in terms of changing the perception of bookkeeping um, within your group. Um, but, you know, one thing that resonates with me, and I mean, I, I obviously deal with you guys on a regular basis, but as soon as you walk in the door of your office, it doesn't feel like a bookkeeping company at all. Yeah. It's, it's quite bizarre. You know, you walk in, it's got this open plan feel. Um, it's got, you know, bouncy balls. It's, it's got yep. a pool table. Beach balls, yeah. Beach balls. <laughs> You've got this uh, pretty cool grassed area where, you know, it's like a breakout yep. area for the staff and, you know, a bit of a waiting area there. So that that's really interesting that you've taken that tact. Um but, you know, I guess what we want to know is, um, you know, how you've done it, why you did it and, you know, why, you know, why in this repetitive industry is, you know, is it more about just giving bookkeeping services these days or is it something more? Yeah, it's definitely a lot more mm-hmm. uh, than that these days, both uh, at the bookkeeping level and even in the accountants, which mm-hmm. um, um, I, I guess we'll, we'll touch on later. Mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of how we kind of got to the, the whole... Uh, you know, astroturf in the office kind of thing. Mm-hmm. When we started the company, we wanted degree qualified uh, accountants to do bookkeeping, and that was because of the quality. Mm-hmm. Um, we just wanted that quality, we wanted that base level understanding of the accounting fundamentals. Yep. What we found when we started putting job ads out is that we had a really um, cool subset of accountants applying, and and um, and then they were younger, and we we loved that. It, it added a, a vibrancy and an energy to the company. Um, and and because of that, we obviously wanted to to create an environment that 
uh, encouraged it. Mm. We wanted their personality to shine through because they deal with clients every day. They're, yeah. they're not sitting in our office all the time. They're actually out there seeing people. Mm. Mm. So the more dynamic, the more colorful, the, be- the better and the more energetic they are, mm. the better the accountants they are for us. Mm. Um, so it just made sense to align all of our values and align everything that we do um, with that and, and, and build our personality and identity from there. Yeah, so I guess... For our listeners, I mean, if you're a business owner doing what you guys are doing, I mean, is that, I guess it's trying to relate to your customers more, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. Trying to make them feel that, you know, you're you're on the same level. Yeah. Um, you're not walking in in a, in a you know, a stiff suit with a cardigan on maybe. That's right. Made. Although I have seen Simon, your founder, in yeah. a cardigan. Well, it's a very nice cardigan. It's a very nice cardigan. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I'm, uh, I'm trying to model my, my dress sense off that. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> look... From and from attracting, I know we probably just went over that slightly, but going back to attracting staff, yeah. I mean, I, I guess one of the things that people like to think is, you know, what perception do you put out there in the market? But, you know, putting perception out there is one thing. You attract staff based on perception, mm-hmm. but how important has it been for my accounts like in terms of actually implementing that real culture so that once that staff member comes on, they're not let down. Yeah, absolutely. My it's it's fifty percent of my roles actually. So I, I'm yeah head of business development, but I also uh, do a lot of uh, HR. So that's what yep. I'm responsible for as well. Um, every person we've ever had at my accounts, the, the thing that's been so crucial to them has been uh, training and education. They've mm. always wanted more training and further education, mm. and that's been brought up in every review and, and and every meeting we've had. They just always want more. Uh, and again, that's to do with their um, their energy levels and and just wanting to take as much as they can mm-hmm. in the good way um, from from the experience of working at my account. So, uh, in terms of attracting them, we that the biggest one of our biggest things is is uh, focus mm-hmm. on education. So you know, as part of their package, we uh, we allow for for training not just on accounting but other things. I mean, if they mm-hmm. if they wanted to do a course on um, you know on public speaking or they wanted to do a course on management and human resources or anything like that. Um, yeah, we're more than happy to, mm. to, to do that. An example of someone in our office is we had Maria was one of our accountants at the time. She just showed an aptitude for, um, you know, management mm. um, and organization. And now she's now our operations manager and oversees and real uh, oversees a lot of the operations, obviously, but, you know, keep Simon and I in check when we're kind of off running around yeah. and, and doing the thing. So, um, so, but how do you get that buy-in from staff? Like, yeah. You know, there's obviously a lot of time that, you know, you you get your business up and running, um, you want to have all this culture and everything and you want to, you know, create the best experience for you. But how do you get the staff to buy into it or, I don't know, the fancy one is, you know, take ownership? Yeah. Uh, Look, I I read a lot of books, not wanting to, you know, quote someone directly. Yeah. (laughs) But um, uh, Daniel Pink in his book uh, Drive, uh, he he talks about three points that, um, you know, that, help engage uh, employees of mm. um, a certain level. So uh, that's autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Right. Um, so that, you know, they, uh, it's particularly in this generation and, and, and the younger accountants coming through, they want the ability mm. to feel like they're always learning, that they're becoming a master at their trait. Mm-hmm. They want to feel like they've got control over, um, so, you know, some aspect of the role, that they're not just a cog, yeah. that, you know, say they have a bit of creative control or creative influence mm-hmm. over the process or what they're doing. And also um, a purpose greater than themselves. Yeah. So letting your staff, you know, sometimes letting them off the leash a bit, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, going, well, you know, instead of micromanaging them so heavy, let them go off and do the task yeah. and then come back to them. 
Um, so yeah, that that's that's. I mean, the work life culture is pretty heavy. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, the other big thing is probably just not treating them like a you know not doing cookie cutter mm. uh, and just accepting that because of the way that we are as a company we're attracting these kind of staff they're not all the same yeah. so you've got to listen to their individual needs to manage them and keep them because yep. you know you might think what works for one uh, employee isn't always the same for that's another that's right yeah yeah so you really got to take an active role in you know showing real true I guess interest in your staff as well yeah um so how do you as well like in a bookkeeping firm or any business really you know you've got these roles which are low level roles right yep. and they're administrative roles i mean you guys i'm assuming you've got this but what how do you incentivize for career progression you know yep. what what do you put in place yeah so we've got levels uh within our company itself mm. uh, so we do a, a lot of training and we do push and want them to to rise up through um our internal um ladder for lack of a better word yep. and um and to move forward from there uh they all, but as you said they they love the culture so mm-hmm. when that's presented that is their they do want that mm. and I mean, if, if you're doing right by them, of course, they want to stay and, um, you know, progress in one company as opposed to go yeah. out and try and, you know, slog it out, you know, different other, yeah. other heaps of different other companies because mm. they want to move up. Just another point which I've noticed about you guys. I mean, what how important is it for a business owner to, I guess, always be on when they walk into the office? I mean, in terms of leading by example, I mean... Can you walk into the office and have a, a frowny face, or have you? Do you always have to feel like you're on? Do you do you feel like that? I do. I am conscious of that. Um, I do want to to put out the best vibe, particularly positive vibe. Mm. Um, of course, there are times when you know you're dealing with something that's frustrating, and sometimes you can't help in an open plan office but be yep. frustrated. But they understand that, and you know we understand when they're frustrated as well. I mean, we're all human. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's just a level of consistency and understanding between each people. I think they they understand uh, my work habits. I understand theirs. Yep. Um, and if anything was to deviate, I think that's when a problem would occur. So if mm. I was consistently upset for a week, yeah, then you know obviously that you know something would be wrong there. But mm. like I said, we, we really encourage personality. We mm. we want people uh, you know to to be expressing themselves. And I mean, I'm I'm pretty talkative. Yep. loud person so i'm typically the distractor in the office mm-hmm. not necessarily them to each other i'm the one that would normally mm-hmm. go over to them and say hey let's mm-hmm. play table tennis or something and it's passion as well i mean you're showing a passion for what you're doing and that's important for any you know of the business people listening now and that is people like to feel like they're on a journey somewhere or the business is on a journey or yeah. they're 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 their bosses on a journey they feel like they've got that driving force behind them so you don't like you never want to see that stalemate do you no nah. you want to feel like there's some sort of growth happening um well i think I, th- I think the one of the biggest things is especially now is authenticity and and mm. uh, if it the people in in the you know gen y and and and, and uh, younger they have just got an innate sense of authenticity they know if you're doing something because it should be done as opposed to, you know, you want to do it or mm. um mm. so just being real. Uh and, and that's and that's something we really want yeah. everyone now, you know, a collaborative be, effort just as be well. Massively real. Yeah. Um the other thing uh well <clears throat> one real important topic I wanna touch on and you know, not every business owner's got the time for this. Um and there comes a point and a time in your growth cycle where um I, and this is a scary thing that people probably find daunting, and that is 
going outside of the business and showing the world or edgy trying to create new education and trying yeah. to um hold hold talks or, or give public speaking mm-hmm. um and that exposes your company doesn't it? it and and but on the flip side it can make you look very strong and like the expert in your industry yeah. and seeing what you guys have been doing and you run these boot camps and the other week i saw you at reckon talking yep. um about you know accounting firms and and all that what's been the driving force behind you doing that yeah we're, we're we're against the the hoarding of information and mm. you know the kind of the selling of of information and, and that kind of thing we, we believe in free information mm. we believe that our clients are are smart you know mm. they know what they want and uh like you know with the rise of wikipedia and youtube and just i guess uh the internet in general yeah information is just so readily accessible so mm. is is information itself the the motivating factor for someone wanting to come to seminar not necessarily it's the organization the presentation of that information mm. in a way that is relevant to them mm. so just to 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 create an environment where they can learn something specific to what they want mm. that's organized for them and, and irrelevant to exactly what they do is 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 really enticing for them mm. but the other really big reason why we want to do boot camps and, and seminars is we actually just want to get in front of them as often as we can mm-hmm. uh, to build relationship mm. we're, we're massive on relationship um, so it's a really good marketing tool isn't it as well yeah. yep getting out there getting in front of people keeping them engaged in, in your service yeah. um, I, I mean does this is it difficult to organise these things? Like how hard is it to get something in place and consistently and doing it regularly? Like yeah. it's you know what's it take? Yeah, there, there definitely is effort involved. That what we what we're lucky to have organised and, and have is is partnerships with with other people who are other companies who are able to help. So mm-hmm. you know, working with uh, say the banks like NAB or Macquarie Bank, even yep. um, they've been able to help us um, put on a lot of these functions. But we mm-hmm. also always partner with. Um, someone outside of accounting in the bootcamp specifically mm. to present. So just to really cover off on the amount of information and value that a client mm. or uh, anyone uh, visiting can can uh, can get from the. So you know if we're speaking about speeding up your cash flow, um, the last time we had uh, a social media expert, uh, Michael Simonetti from a company called Ed Mine, mm-hmm. he came in and and just gave his thoughts on. Um, the trends for 2014 and 15 yep. and it was it was it was really good um and you know, the, the, the like the if you came to learn about accounting mm. you'd you'd definitely learn about uh you know the social yeah. media and, and vice versa so the, just the value that uh, we're trying to give mm. to to the attendees it's is, a good point yeah. that because i always feel like oh, i go to these things and you know oh, they've got a like you said a social media expert and you think mm. geez oh, i know what social media is come on yeah. you know la, la 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 but then you sit there and you listen to it and you think Oh, actually, I, I did need that, reminding yeah. <laughs> of that. I do need to be doing these yeah. things. Even though I thought I knew it, I've now been reminded and, hey, guess what? Everyone else is doing it. So yeah. if I don't start doing it, then there's something missing. Because it's, social media now, isn't it? It's not just, oh, I need to be doing social media. It kind of It's a new pillar that yeah, you need is. to be taking yeah, care definitely. of in your vertical. I mean, and, and, and like, you know, in a, at a fairly subconscious level, it just reminds the person in the, in the seminar, in the boot camp that, it's not just about accounting. It's you know you, you got to have your focus and you got to you know do the right things with mm. your cash flow and and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But you know there's other things to your business as well. Mm. There's also the marketing. There's also the people. Yeah. So key point, just taking yeah. away from what we're just talking about, is stepping outside, creating all these new education, like running boot camps, running seminars, or at least if you're a business owner, just 
try and get some kind of speaking engagement or offer up your service yeah, to your local definitely. chamber of commerce or whatever Absolutely, and yeah. get out there and show people that you really know what you're talking about yeah. now because thought leadership that's right thought yeah. leadership because these days you can't just go and put a, an advertisement out and expect people to come because everyone's doing that same thing that's you right. need to show people in, at least in your local area that mm. you know what you're doing as a small you know an sme that's especially right. um going back to your talk you gave at reckon the other week yep. um you know accountants you know and this goes outside of obviously or not no it doesn't go outside of what you're doing but in terms of accountants now we'll just quickly touch on you know yeah. the accountants have always been about compliance you know you hear accountants saying oh i give all these value add services yada 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 you know what are they trying to do and why do you i mean what do you think's important there for an accountant or what do you what what do you think makes a good accountant just quickly yeah yeah, yeah. sure so I mean, so good accountants can definitely lodge your return and minimize tax and mm. and uh, structure your assets in a way where you're protected uh, that's you know def- a, definitely a good accountant a great accountant is one that uh, really understands your business and partners with you in my opinion mm. so they they become they have a you know, vested interest in the growth of your business mm. which all accountants should it sounds so simple but Really, obviously, the better the business does, the better mm. the accountant's fees would be for, you know, as direct as that is. Mm. But the relationship is the most important factor, I think, now in the success of an, of an accounting firm's service. Mm. So, we've gone for, uh, we've, we've, we've seen accountants visit, or sorry, the client visit the accountant once a year for mm. their, you know, for their end of year. And the occasional phone call, if they're going to purchase, purchase a car, you know, what's the best way to do it or whatever. Mm. But now, we're really seeing the accountant calling the client and booking in say like quarterly meeting meetings wow. and sitting down with you know with the the live accounting file and going how how are you looking this quarter yeah how can we pre-plan your tax like and it's wow. it's really good to see mm. if you're not getting that from accounting you really should be that's mm. the accountants that we work with now that we refer work from and get referrals from mm. that that is that is almost mm. the standard now that's a key point because you guys would see that a lot, right? Yeah. Because you work with accountants really closely um, and you, they, they're exposed. Like you guys know which accountants are good and which yeah. aren't, right? And yes. you know, you know, you, you can see the traits of the bad ones and the ones, you know, you know, I, I, I mean, I'd even go to say, you know, people think, oh, a great accountant is someone who responds to your emails really quickly. Yeah. You know. Communication is, is the yeah. biggest complaint. Yeah. Just that, just yeah. that one little thing that you need to do. Yeah. Just respond to an email. That's yeah. all you got to do. And right? don't charge for it. And that's right. Yeah. Don't charge for every single thing because your client or customer at the end of the yeah. day is just going to think you're gouging them. That's you know? right. We're here for the long term. You know, yada yada, all those sort of mm. things. Um, so the frequency of visit, yeah, that's the. Yeah. It's, it's so crucial. Um, and again, like the more face to face action uh, interaction they have. Uh, the the better the the stickiness of their relationship, mm. uh, and and you know that you, you just grow together, and I think it's and it's a really good relationship. Yeah, cool. Let's just move on from there now. So, um, one thing that's been really good to see, and you know, in my mind, and I'm sure this is the perception of a lot of people as well, a bookkeeping or bookkeeper is just, I guess the the thing they're just a little you know some person that comes in occasionally. They just fluff around. You see them occasionally whatever i mean are there lots of large big bookkeeping firms around like you i've only ever really seen yourself and yeah. is, you know do they exist are they evolving is yeah. the industry evolving yeah as a like for like we're starting to see them come out now but uh historically no there hasn't really been a firm and by firm i mean uh the bookkeepers are employed mm-hmm. and they have management and we're basically set up exactly like an accounting firm we just mm-hmm. focus on bookkeeping 
in the past the competition has been franchises mm. say you're like you know first class accounts or books on site um you know th- they have been the the i guess the the greater competition however in when you break it down they're still a like a, a contractor basically yep. or a sole trader um so we're starting to see uh some of them uh come out now and it, and it is good to see the quality is increasing mm. and you know it is uh thanks in part to and the proliferation of things like zero and and, and those and that yeah kind of cloud stuff yeah and educating the market on that so that just going back to that point and one that's a point I want to make is you just said that bookkeepers were part of these independent sort of groups right mm-hmm. they were just one person part of you know but they really ran independently yes so you know you guys have been able to grow nationally yeah from one head office effectively yes i mean what's been the challenge of going interstate i mean i see you across the whole eastern seaboard now you know that's that's impressive well how have you done like you know how do you keep control of these people that are interstate it's systems and process as boring as that answer is (laughs) um we know we've got like i said because of the structure that we've created at the company uh we've got uh, oversight so there's you know every bookkeeper has um, a, a vice captain and a team leader that they can uh, reference to and they need support or even fill in if they have a sick day or anything like yep. that. Um, so there's that. So there's accountability, mm. uh, there's support. and it's, Sounds it's, like you're running it like a sports team. Exactly, yeah, that's a right. captain, yeah. a vice captain, they fill in. Yeah, that's they right. They sub in, they sub out. Yeah, that's it. It's Powerade on, yeah, it's in the fridge. They, yeah, yep. Um, but in, in terms of the, the, the what you mentioned before with uh, differences or difficulties, mm. I wouldn't say difficulty, but it has been interesting expanding to, to different cities and setting up offices there and, and just feeling that like there is there is different cultures in each state in, yeah. in, in the businesses mm. um, and you know just and just making sure that uh, the company aligns with and, uh, yeah. and understands businesses there. So you can never impose um, you know your set or i don't believe in imposing your set of yeah you know um rules for lack of a better word mm. to on you know on a new breaking so if they say oh you know do you mind working this way or that way mm. and, we, and then we end up realizing that that's the way that most people in that area work yeah then that, of course and that's the way we're going to work so we're adaptable mm. and flexible in that so way. how do you collaborate with your interstate staff how do you do that yeah so in terms of like formal meetings, we do a, a weekly uh, team meeting over Skype. Mm-hmm. Um, I visit them quite regularly, and so do the team leaders mm. um, here in Sydney. So there's there is there's combination of face to face technology with Skype, mm-hmm. and also we're, we're literally on the phone and emails every day to each other every yeah. day with every with every interstate person. Mm-hmm. So it would feel like you know that the you know the head office might as well be in whatever capital city that yeah. they're in in that and that's using technology right correct you, you and just con- like we're just connected you know and just uh you know always in contact so if mm. they're on site with the client and they're still getting calls from myself and the team leader um it's not going to feel any different mm. to if they were on site at a client in sydney mm. you know, so um so you've you know. got to create a process that uniformly they can stick to interstate so you can obviously stay in contact all the time mm. they feel like they're following a process because one thing you you'll notice with well, we see with business owners, they try to expand nationally and they fail, right? Yeah. They, they expand too quickly or mm. they put someone into state, they hire them, but they, they check in on them once every two weeks. Yeah. You know, you, can, you, you can't check in them. No, that, no yeah. way. Yeah, you know, the, the biggest, like in, in meetings with them and, in, uh, you know, with reviews and feedback is mm. uh, support. Yeah. They just want, they always want support, which is exactly what... Because otherwise you don't feel part of the team, do you? Exactly right. You know, they, they, they sort of feel like they're disconnected from yeah. the company. Even though they are employed by you, they yeah. still 
you know, they're not getting buy-in and all that. You know, yeah. they're not feeling part of it if you're not readily available to... Yeah, so for example, we know we did a leadership retreat um, about a month and a half ago now mm. for uh, for the managers and we flew up, um, you know, one person from each state and so, that, you know, there was definitely buy-in from, mm. from all of the interstates and, and that was a really crucial and important meeting. Yeah, so that's, that's another good takeaway yeah. um, from what you guys are doing in terms of, you know, this whole new way of running, you know, this... this seemingly you know repetitive industry um which has been really good look no i think that's a wrap for today um thanks very much for coming in um look that's that's number seven in the podcast next week we'll be going back to business loans and uh and giving you some more updates there um we just want to thank noel tiafino from myaccounts.com.au you can catch him online um get involved if you're a small business owner give him a try out um and, and you know just just remember um you know if you if you if you're dealing with your accountant like Noel said and you're not getting any uh, any love from them, um, you're probably better off even at least giving Noel a, a tinkle and asking which accountant might be able to help you yeah, out. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks again, Noel. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks Cheers. for having me. Thanks for listening.